To avoid playing the hypocrite, you must determine not to seek to influence others by direct bearing in upon them. Let your life be lived and your words be spoken consciously before God and to his good pleasure, and a check will be put upon all the advantage-seeking that is found in a hypocrite. Welcome, everyone. It's a good day to be in God's Word. I'm Joel Van Hoogen, and this is the Bread of Life. Our program is presented by the International Disciple-Making Ministry, Church Partnership Evangelism. Let me encourage you to learn more about the amazing work we're doing around the world. You can do so by going to traincpe.org. And to learn about our missions fellowship in Boise, Idaho, go to breadoflifeboise.org. But now, let's turn our focus to Luke 12, where Jesus will tell us why hypocrites are fools and why those who give up influencing others and only speaking truthfully are wise. But if you come to the precious blood of Jesus for forgiveness and your primary point of relief is not in being found out by others, instead of being forgiven and made right with God, you're standing before the wrong audience. Your eyes are in the wrong place. You're desiring the wrong outcome. You're more concerned about what men might know about you than what God does know. You're more concerned about the social consequences of your actions than the the profound spiritual consequences of your sin. We know that Moses sinned. We know it. We know that he murdered an Egyptian. We know that he grumbled against God because of uh, the authority that God had given him, the responsibility God had given him to lead the people of Israel, and he complained to God about it. We know that he was told of God to strike the rock once in order to bring water out of the rock to people who were grumbling and complaining, and that Moses got up and struck the rock three times. We know that God wanted to receive the glory and honor of providing the water for the people, but that Moses presented it as, a, do I have to give you water? And Moses put the glory and honor upon himself in anger as he struck the rock. And we know that God judged Moses for that by not allowing Moses to cross over into the promised land because of a sin. And we know this because Moses told us Moses revealed it to us. He is the one who reported on these things. We know of the denial of Peter because Peter told Luke and he recorded it. We know of many of the catastrophic sins of David. And we know of David's prayers of repentance. There are at least four of them, Psalm 51 being the most pronounced. We know of his great sins and we know of his great prayers of brokenness for forgiveness of sins. And we know it because David did not hide from others the account of his sin and his brokenness over it. These men were not seeking to save face, to maintain a pose, to hide the shame of their sins, and so offer to God some private confession with the hope that somehow in the result they would save their own reputations and self-dignity. Such a mindset before the blood of Jesus Christ is hypocrisy. How do you avoid the spore of hypocrisy in your life? You make sure that God is the primary audience of your life and ministry at all times. You live before him and you live through him in all your contact with others. You're humble and you're honest. You don't hide your sins, you confess them. You make them known. Here's the second thing. Look at verse two here now. It's the foolishness of hypocrisy. The Lord Jesus, having said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy, says, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, nor hidden that will not be known. The foolishness of hypocrisy is that God is the primary audience, whether you know it or not. And he sees all, and he hears all, and he knows all. And listen to this. 
God is not going to keep it a secret. Everything he knows, every hypocritical part of you, God is going to declare and make known. You're covering it up and you're hiding it, thinking somehow that it's not going to be seen and not going to be known. It's going to be known in the most public and pronounced way possible. The Bible describes the final judgments that will come upon the world, and as you read these descriptions of the judgment, one thing you'll note is they're not private affairs. They're public occasions in which all of humanity are gathered together in one place. Revelation 20 speaks of that day. And the books are opened up, the books of the deeds that are done and the acts of men, and they're read and they're accounted for before all of humanity. Everything is made known. Everything is heard. Everything is broadcast. Every little secret is brought forth. That unbelieving man, that lost man, or that last woman, woman who have their whole lives covered themselves with half-truths and expressions of hypocrisy, everything they've done, every false impression they've tried to give, every unfaithfulness that they've lived will be uncovered and made known. And actually, the Bible also speaks of a day of judgment for the believer. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, it says that all of us must stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Take your Bibles, actually, go there. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and I'll read to you verses 9, 10, and 11. And here we're told that the believer as well is going to come before the judgment seat of Christ. And again, this is different than that last judgment, the great white throne judgment of the unbeliever where the books are read. But in, in essence, the same thing is dealt with, the exposure of our works before that throne. And here's what we read. 2 Corinthians 5, 9 through 11. Therefore, Paul writes, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. Our whole life is, we want to just, he is the audience. We make it our aim to be well-pleasing to him. Why? For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things, now he's speaking to the believer, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are well known to God. He's speaking of himself now. We're well known to God. He's speaking of those who have been a part of the ministry with him. And also, he writes, I trust we are well known in your consciences. The final outcome of the believer's judgment will be a call or invitation to come into heaven to be with him. But there is, even before that invitation is given, where the Lord Jesus come up and inherit the kingdom that's been prepared before you, there is what we're told here, the potential of great gain or great loss. Great loss. Because we will receive the things done in the body, whether good or bad. And that this sense of loss should create with us a sense or a fear of fearful, awesome, terrible reprimands on the part of God. It says, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord. The loss is profound and great and should cause and seize within us a sense of terror. Because before God, we're well known. What Paul is saying is basically at the end there, we are well known before God. We have lived to please God because we know that God is going to bring this judgment. He's going to reveal all things. And you're going to suffer gain or loss. Basically saying we've not been a hypocrite. Don't you be hypocrites either. A hypocritical unbeliever will be tested at the great white throne judgment. The hypocrisy of the believer will be revealed at the beam of seat or judgment seat of Christ. Ultimately what God is saying here is that you're going to be exposed. And it's going to be broadcast, and it's going to be public, and it's not going to be hidden. And so it's futile, it's foolish, it's wrong, and it's dishonoring to God, so dishonoring to Him. The wisdom of faithfulness is the last point I want to make to you here now. It's in verse 3. 
If you look at verse three, you think that the Lord Jesus is continuing to address this hypocrisy and what the hypocrites will be facing when everything is brought to light, but he isn't. What the Lord Jesus does at this moment as he's addressing hypocrisy and the foolishness of it because all those things done are gonna be revealed at some point in time and made known, now he turns to the disciples and he shares with them something that he shared with them before at the time in which he sent them out two by two to be witnesses of his kingdom. We read about it in our scripture reading this morning from Matthew chapter 10. And he uses the same words and the same construction that he used when he spoke to them. There he said, listen, I'm going to tell you secret things and you're going to declare it out in the open. And I'm going to whisper truths in the darkness and you're going to proclaim it in the light. And I'm going to whisper truths in the private rooms in your inner ear. And you're going to go on the rooftops and I'll give you a place for that to be broadcast. And here he says to them, therefore whatever you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the light. Just as I'm doing with you and teaching you privately so you can claim it to others, you're going to do the same thing. Therefore, what you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the light. What you have spoken in the ear in inner rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. What you speak faithfully of the truth I give you will be broadcast as well. Just as hypocrisy will be sounded forth and can't be hidden, but God will expose it so that all men might see the lies that you've presented to others. He's saying at the same time, I will expose all the truth that you've quietly spoke forth in your life. You remain faithful is the idea. You may feel as though no one has heard you. (laughs) The crowds are going to dissipate and they're going to go away. And you're going to be in forsaken and lonely places. They're not going to be coming at you with adulation. They're going to be coming at you to destroy you. You're going to be speaking in times of profound darkness where no one will come to hear what you have to say. You'll feel as though you're a voice crying in the wilderness. Who listens in a wilderness, by the way? No one is there to hear you. You'll be crying out. You'll feel that you're in the dark place. You remain faithful. You may feel as though no one has heard you and no one has listened. You may feel your words have died in the dark and faded in the ear of someone that you spoke to in private, but you be faithful. Live and speak as unto me and in obedience to my command. Don't pursue these crowds. Don't try to own the multitudes, but be true. And what you say today and tomorrow... I will one day broadcast before all men. I think that's what Jesus is saying. I imagine it this way. There is coming a day. You know what what we're doing by the lies we live and by the words of truth we speak? We're taking depositions for our the judge. We're demonstrating and proving that he's righteous and he has not left the world without a witness or even the witness of Christ. He's given it to us. And just as Christ was forsaken ultimately and died alone on a cross, We will at times be forsaken, but we're to be faithful and true and consistent in our message of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the honest lives that we live before him and so live before others. I think the day is going to come when this judgment is going to take place and all the hidden hypocritical things that men have done will be broadcast and be made known before all of them. And at the same time, I think at that very moment, I imagine God will play the real or the voice or the message of the words of truth that have been spoken over them and declared over them by people like us that were ignored and not received and not heard and it will be broadcasted and it will be known that throughout all of history God has faithfully sent forward his word day unto day and night unto night and we were a part of that broadcast. We'll also see at that time those who have received that word. We don't know who they were. Those who heard and received that word wonderfully were changed. Think of the testimony of John Bunyan. 
John Bunyan, who was trying so hard to prove himself righteous by his works and his deeds, but it was so unavailing for him, he actually became a person who volunteered to go to the church every day to ring the bell to call people for their daily devotions. And he was so overwhelmed with the thought of his sin still that he hadn't changed it. As he rang the bell, he said he was afraid that the bell would set loose from the bell tower and come crashing down upon him because that's what he deserved. And he couldn't find an answer. And then one day while he was peddling in the streets of some village, he heard a group of ladies talking about their relationship with Jesus Christ and the grace of his forgiveness and life that he gave them through the sacrifice that he made on the cross for them. And overhearing their conversation, not knowing that they were heard, faith was born in his heart and he trusted in the Lord Jesus and was wonderfully saved. The truth that we live, the true message that we bring, the truth that we live because we understand that our lives are before him and he's the audience that we're concerned about everything else. The truth that we live because we don't want to make contact with anybody but through him and through his life. The truth that we live because we know that he sees all and it's fruitless to pretend we're something that we're not. That truth is broadcast by the Spirit of God in ways you will never know and will never imagine. So don't give yourself to the influence of the crowd. It will make you a hypocrite. Give yourself to the audience of the King and he'll broadcast that message forward for generations to come. Thanks for joining us today at The Bread of Life. Our ministry is brought to you by the International Mission Church Partnership Evangelism. It's our purpose to equip and engage the body of Christ in personal evangelism, personal discipleship, and the planning of new churches around the world. If you'd like to learn more, please go to traincpe.org to contact us now until we gather again around The Bread of Life. May God bless you.